to do for fun. Make money. That was that was stupid, but I mean, the bits are usually stupid. So here we go. Hi, I'm your host, Josh, for today. And I have my co-host, the, the you know, normal, usual, but always a pleasure, Nate McKeever on the mics. Yeah. I take fun entirely too seriously. Ooh, uh, I like that. That is a great tagline. Uh, I wish people would give me money to take fun <laughs> as seriously as I have do. fun. Mm. Instead, we pay our money to have fun. Mm. What does that make us? Well, we'll talk chumps. about that more later. <laughs> it makes us chumps. I'm um, not if you take fun seriously, but we will get to that before we get to that, because that's what we're going to be talking about today. We have some forms to be observed. The first we, form we, is the most casual of all the forms. Bro, it is. how have you been? Uh, do you mean, uh, would you like to know how it's, it's been, been two weeks since I talked to you? Is, it, is yeah, that, what, yeah, that is that is that uh, what you were after? Is that yeah. is that what you were after? Yeah, it's been a fortnight. That's it, what I meant. It's, it's been, been. Oh, ouch again. Keep you know, <laughs> test me, test me, bro. <laughs> Come at me. Come at me. Uh like a spider monkey. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. catch me Man. aside by that. All right, all right, all right. Now, um, yes, yes. How are you doing? Uh, well, uh, over the the Kofefi, um, oh yeah, got through all of that. There was also uh, towards the end of that, there was a an RSV scare, which uh, oh. RS, RSV is for grown adults is kind of no big deal, but for babies and the elderly. Uh, Mm-hmm. Is super no bueno, but it does yeah. not seem like uh, that. It seems like we kind of dodged that bullet. Um, so uh, we're doing okay. There's some stuff going on. Uh, Megan's uh, Megan, Megan's got some family stuff that kind of makes things a little rough. Um, mm-hmm. But she started work again this week. She went back today. Today was her first day back in a, in a minute. And her sister is watching B uh, this week, and then my mom okay. and my m- one of my aunts is actually coming in next week to watch the boy. Nice. Wow! Um, and I still have okay. to get my leave sort of sorted out. Uh, uh-huh. So yeah, uh, it's it's not been bad. Um, it's just there's sort of a lot. I I di- I also in the Discord I I. Got mad at my door. Uh, mm-hmm. One of our doors, the doorknob was is not working properly, and so and some pieces have broken off in it. So it basically it needed replaced. And yeah, the one Megan, thing it had to do, it wasn't doing. Yeah, right? the one thing it yeah. it didn't really do that. And so Megan got a replacement, and I was trying to put that replacement in, uh, and it was giving me fits. Um, and it mm. it actually ended up breaking. At which point in time, I broke it more, because uh, <laughs> um, it broke you. And it broke, broke it me. Back. And I broke it back. Um, so, and then I, and this is how bad that this was last night. I just tried to swap out because like all the doors in our house are the same. So I just like knocked it off its pins. 
And I was like, I'm just going to grab a different door that has a working knob and just, and I did that. Okay. Yeah. And the, the spacing on the hinge, like the, the hinge, like whole things is off yeah. by like a half, like what? a quarter of an inch um, on this door compared to the other door. So, yeah, so I the was door just, is the same, but the hinges are different. Well, the the hinges are the same, but the placement of those hinges is off by like a quarter of an inch, and that could have just oh. been like from like the house, yeah, years like of use. shifting. Yeah. Who knows? Sure. But I was unhappy. <laughs> yeah. I was um, yeah. you know, sweaty, um, achy, tired, and um, but yeah, but yeah. I mean, uh. You know, we're just, it's going to be new rhythm. Like I said, Megan's, she, yeah. she's going back to work. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. And like I said, the, the plan is for me to have, take uh March off to stay home with a boy, but yeah, um, it's fine. It's not terrible, yeah. Uh, yeah. but I, I am tired and kind of stressed. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. How about you guys? How are you guys doing? Nice. Anything nice. Interesting. What? Yeah, we're doing good now. Um, Samantha, it's funny, you know, you not funny that you went through your sickness, but after talking, you know, last week, uh, Samantha started not feeling well and it it just hung on for quite a while. Um, so that was, you, you do what you got to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it kind of shifted from one thing to another, if that makes sense. It wasn't like one constant sickness. Um, so it was, that was just a pain, um, because it seems like, oh, okay, we're getting over it. You know, it, it just hung on much longer than kind of any of us were, were expecting. Um, but you know, you get through it. It's just, it's just common sicknesses. It's nothing, nothing too crazy. No Kofafi, no RSV. No, 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 nothing like that. Um, yeah. So, so it is what it is. Um, outside of that, you know, not too much, uh, staying busy with everything that we're involved in. Um, one thing that was pretty exciting, it, it came up pretty quick. I met with someone last week about baptism and after we kind of like walked through that, you know, we, we talked about it before that this is something that I started doing, um, mm-hmm. is, is talking people through what we believe about baptism. Uh, they wanted to get baptized. So I performed the baptism this past Sunday. Um, and oh, it was wow. the first one I've done. So it was, yeah, it was, uh, you know, I, I was going to say I was getting my feet wet and huh, yeah, hilarious. Um, it didn't mean to, to use the, that was an uh, unintentional pun. Um, but yeah, so, so that was, I'm, it was I'm, cool. was, I just want to take a beat for a minute. I'm glad that you were <laughs> ashamed of that pun. It's pretty terrible. It it's, it's because it was, it, it was unintended when I intend my puns. I don't they're, care how bad they're they worse. Are. I love them. They're even worse because <laughs> you're doing time, you're doing indeed. it on purpose. Um, <laughs> no, but that's that's awesome. This is true. So congratulations. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Congratulations to that person. Exciting. Yes. Yeah. I'm yes. glad that the the sign has been applied. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was exciting. You know, a little nerve wracking because it it just happened so fast. But you know, that's how we see it in the scripture too. Is often. <laughs> It happens quickly, um, you know. The, like the the eunuch said to Philip, you know, "There's water right here. Why don't we get baptized?" Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, 
that that was cool. That that was kind of the highlight, one of the highlights of my weekend. So that's that's how I've been doing. You know, doing good. Is taking rolling with the punches. Just rolling so. with the punches. Hmm. Speaking of rolling on, I think it's time that we roll on to our next form to be observed, mm. Mm, which mm, mm. would involve a few forms that I have. Welcome to the Backlog Report. We have tons of things to report on, like uh, things that we've, that, different pieces of media that we have engaged in, that we've consumed, that we have, that have become part of us with that consummation. I don't know. I'm, I'm, this is getting weird. But anyways, Josh is making it weird. Yes. That's, that's our new form where Josh makes it weird. Patrons know how weird I can make things. They get another peek into the, the brain of Josh Broccolo and it gets weird sometimes. Um, but that's it. Speaking of being weird, and, and no, I don't, I don't have a segue here. But some of the things that I've been into that I've consumed over the past week, um, you know, we can start off with just some books that we've read. One in particular. So I've been going back and forth whether or not to even mention this because I cannot recommend this book because of some, some big thing. And and there's a whole story behind this, and I'll try and, and go through it very quickly. Is that the writer of this book, his name is Joshua Porter. He was the front man for a band that I really enjoyed for quite a while called Showbread. Um, they're kind of an art rock punk. Uh, yeah, I know I know Showbread. They, they I, I've enjoyed a few of their albums. Okay. Um, and I I really like his take on things in general, like like his outlook on the world. I really like that. And so I really enjoyed it. So he wrote this book that has just recently come out. He's a pastor now. Um, and it's called death to deconstruction. So I really enjoy the way that he works or writes, excuse me. I like the way that, that he forms certain arguments and the way that he expresses himself. I really enjoyed reading this book. Um, and the whole point of it, death to deconstruction is kind of this, this uh, idea that 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 is against deconstruction. He, he he basically talks about how orthodoxy is the um, is the antidote to deconstruction. Basically, mm. like after going through his own, I was going to say he time of deconstruction. He got a little weird for a while, didn't he? So that's the thing. He was an open theist. I don't know if he still is. He may still be. I don't know. I can't tell. But his thing in this book is is like orthodoxy is what like you know he he he's saying that he's come full circle from deconstructing his faith to like recognizing the beauty of orthodoxy whether or not he believes that open theism is orthodox like falls within orthodoxy or doesn't i can't tell and there's nothing in this book that would lead me to believe him to be open theist however there is a chapter. I think it's I think it's the third chapter in. So the first two chapters, I'm like, I am loving this. This is great. Like I really enjoy the way that he writes, what he's saying. This is really good. The third chapter, he gets into basically a theodicy. And his theodicy is that, well, God's not in control of everything. And so we don't blame him for evil. And I'm like, oh, you just stumble and fall. Um, because I, I understand the error mm-hmm. because, yeah, 
but yeah. So, so I don't know, like that could mean he's, he is still open theist, but although open theism has a lot more, like it has its 10, that goes into a lot deeper. It affects everything basically. Mm-hmm. And so it, it doesn't seem to from the rest of the book. However, I just got such a bad taste in my mouth from that of like, oh, that was like a total face plant. Because the other thing I noticed that he did is when he's explaining that, he doesn't back it up with scripture. He, he talks about other people's, you know, he, he pulls in different quotes. He pulls in other ideas. And, and obviously he makes a logical argument. But like, bro, like open the Bible in, in sovereignty. God's sovereignty is everywhere. <laughs> And to make sovereign this idea of sovereignty a bad guy, and I get why um, the, he well, talks he, about his own experiences of how how that has been abused. Mm. And so I there's get it. there's a couple of things in there, and I'm definitely mm. I'm interested in checking out the book. Um, Do it. I I know that you don't in particular like this is not like a heavy recommend for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. Death to deconstruction. Yes. Yes. I, I would love to hear your take on it because I really like and and he's a weird dude. Um, I believe he's vegan. I could be wrong about that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't it, from my understanding, he doesn't I've never heard him like preach veganism. Um, but he so he uh he's I believe he's also a pacifist, um, while really enjoying horror movies. So, you know, like he's he's a very interesting dude. And I, I respect most of the things that he does, even though he's done some crazy things too. <laughs> so, so, and anyways. what I will say is like, I don't necessarily agree with like the sort of the vegan or the vegetarian perspective, but there's a guy that yeah. I know that I have a ton of respect for who in order to pursue kingdom living is a mm-hmm. he, convictionally a vegetarian. He does not believe yeah. that we should be eating meat. I, yeah. I don't agree with him, but I also have a tremendous amount of respect and affection for this this dude. So yeah. what I will say is that I think that you can get to those positions honestly. Yeah. I yeah. don't think that they're viable, but I think you can mm-hmm. get there honestly. Um, yeah. So here's that. Veganism is yep. weird, and, but I mean, that could just be like, I think it's sort of a, like, an acquired taste man vegan food just looks freaking gross yeah um, anyways yeah. i i can stomach a salad but every meal really like, no, i'm just kidding I'm they just kidding. eat I lots know that's of a stereotype yeah but um yeah so i'm looking anyways. and what i would say is like with deconstructionism i frankly i think if you sort of take your faith apart right Hmm. Ask questions so that you can sort of like get rid of all the the junk, yeah. And like, that's fine. You sh- we should mm-hmm. all be doing that. I think the problem is there are a lot of totally. people who they aren't deconstructing anything; they're just abandoning the faith and they're just calling yeah. it deconstruction. Well, and that's one of the things he he talks about in the book is that often deconstruction does not lead to anywhere in general. It is an anti Christianity. It's not, it, it's not positive <laughs> because it, it, most of the people that you see, it ends up in a very vague spiritualese kind of hopeful notion of 
yeah every you know pantheism or whatever so anyways i'm i'm glad you understand what i'm saying i cannot in good conscience recommend this book but i'm excited for you to listen to it and then maybe we can talk about it further yeah 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 um so that that's kind of the book that i i listened through um, in terms of what I've been watching, my wife and I did watch, uh, the, I think it was the latest comedy special by Jim Gaffigan. And okay. I, you know, generally I like Jim Gaffigan. He's, he's really funny. I, I enjoy his stuff. Uh, he tended, he got a little raunchy with this one. I was surprised. Um, it, you know, not like super over the top, but there were some things that I'm just like, oh, I, I guess he's like changing a little bit in, in the, in those terms. So um, wasn't super impressed with this last one, although there were there were a handful of really funny jokes. What you know, like truly laugh out loud moments. Um, but overall, eh, it was kind of hit or miss. Um, so the lastly, games. You know, you're here for the games, right? We're the backlog breakdown. We talk about video games. So what games have I been playing? Well, I uh, played through Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the complete edition. Um, I was uh, my gosh, why can't I think of his name? But the front man of the band uh, of well, in if you know Scott Pilgrim. Yes, yes, Styles. Um, I played as his character, and the game starts off, okay, with no context. The game starts off, and I was like, oh, this is kind of slow. Like, this isn't, like, immediately fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a slow. first hour felt mm -hmm. really rough. Yes. I haven't revisited it since that night where it crashed on me and Deuce and Parker, but okay, we played gotcha. for like an hour, hour and a half, and it was enjoyable, but like, yeah. It, yeah. Uh, so what I quickly found out is that this game is, it really uh, is heavily inspired by River City Ransom. And so the way that it wants you to play is to beat people up and get money and then go buy stuff and upgrade your stats. So the levels that you get in, you know, the the experience that you get and the levels that you grow only give you more uh, the abilities, more skills. It does not actually increase your speed or your attack or your defense. You do all that by purchasing those upgrades. Mm -hmm. So knowing that you can farm and you can get upgrades, and and then the game becomes much more fast paced, um, and and it's a lot of fun. But it it just starts off where, oh, you have low attack, you have low defense, and you're slow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like you said, not the best first impression. But once I understood how the game wants you to play, okay, then this is a good time. So I did enjoy my time with it. I did finish it with Styles. I went back and played a couple level with Knives, Knives Chow. Um, again, if you're familiar with the source material, I really enjoyed the way that they pulled in um, stuff from the movie because um, uh, I've never read the comics, uh, but I know this game came after the movie and it, it pulled in some of that stuff. So I appreciated that. Uh, tons of references. That, you know, we well, talked about it. Awesome music. I own both. And what I will say okay. is that there are some deviations, but... Mm -hmm. The movie's fairly, like, a fairly decent adaptation. Sweet. It doesn't deviate too far. Well, the end is, yeah. Okay. Uh, all I'm okay. going to say is, like, the, 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 the ending, there, there's some, yeah. There's a point where there, there's a pretty heavy deviation, but um, 
Never mind. I recant. I take like back debating. the whole statement. Um, because there's a whole thing about like the subspace highway and stuff. So, like it's it gets okay. Weird. Anyways, never mind. Never yeah. mind. I I I take it all back. I take it all back. That <laughs> I I do think that the Scott Pilgrim movie is a really fun adaptation of Brian O'Malley's yeah. uh, source material. So yeah, yeah. And there are things as I'm older that don't resonate as as heavily as they did, um, but I I enjoy it. So I enjoyed the game quite a bit and finished that one up. So got a negative point for that one. Now I can't remember. I should have just like done my research and listened to the previous episode. I can't remember if I mentioned that I had finished a Vampire Survivors. Um, I but I did like actually did. roll credits on that. Okay, I okay. Like I, it wasn't just beating the the enemy that was called Ender. <laughs> No, there's actually a, a final boss um, that gives you a credit roll. So I, I called, did finish. Is he that one called like before. Ender, re-Ender or Ender mm -hmm. for real? The real <laughs> no, Ender. No, no, it's not related. Although the sprites are similar, it is, is not. It, it is not actually Ender. Yes, you, it is. Do you defeat? So, what you do? Mm -hmm. For real? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, yeah, wait. That's, that's a spoiler. I finished it. Did not um, mean to. Okay, I'll bleep it out. That'll be yeah. Fun. Bleep it. Um, bleep bleep that out. <laughs> And then finally, um, started in on our backlog draft game, the, the, the book club, book club game for this quarter, Majora's Mask, because it's on the, um, the Nintendo online switch mm. membership. Okay. And, um, it's a Nintendo 64 game and it definitely shows its age. Mm -hmm. And I will also say I was not necessarily in the mood to start this game. Um, so what I've decided to do is I am following a guide. Mm. If you don't know anything about Majora's Mask, it is basically an open world game, a smaller world. It's not a huge open world, but you play through the mm. same three days over and over and over and over again. Um, and you use that time travel mechanic. So it's interesting what it's trying to pull off. I'm still early on. I'm still in the first temple. Um, and it's gotten a lot better the more that I've played. Uh, but it, it it has certainly aged. The, the controls are wonky. The camera is the hardest thing for me. Um, but it's Nintendo 64. You know, you can't really fault it for not having twin stick camera controls. Um, so it, it's it's not it's not what I wanted, but I'm starting to enjoy it more. But I am straight up following following a guide because I didn't want to have to find all these little side stories that are going on i'd rather the, experience all the game by having it tell me where to go if you have like an extended amount of time to go through and just sort of experience the game like sort of yeah. natively whatever it's a really interesting little exercise but frankly i mm -hmm. do feel like especially nowadays like it's that it's a game that's you are best served by just using a guide yeah yeah. That's so I'm I'm planning on hundred percenting it. Like that's what the guide goes through is to get all the, the heart pieces and all that stuff and see all the side stories and get all the masks and do all that stuff. Um because I want to see those side stories, I just don't want to have to do the work of finding this person at this certain part of the day and then going back in time mm -hmm. and figuring these things out. Like, no, I, I don't want to which is weird because I enjoy the exploration of, of like Breath of the Wild, but Breath of the Wild is open world in that, like, hey, run out into this field and find whatever is going on out there 
on your way to your destination. It, it almost seems more clear, whereas this one is so... Um, Dude, and for a completion, yeah. it's only like, how long to be only has it in at 31 and a half hours. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yes, that, that well, is not a bad... Huh. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I'm fo- I'm literally following a YouTube walkthrough. So, oh yeah, the main story is 25. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, by that, but the 3D Zeldas, they start to get up there. So, mm-hmm. oh, sorry, I'm looking at 3D. Um, wow, that's weird that the 3D version actually includes more hours. But anyways, so that's what I'm playing. Like I said, still in the first dungeon, not too far into it, but I have gotten, you know, like four or five masks already. So mm-hmm. uh, because I'm following the guide. It's very helpful. I enjoy it. So, yeah, good. that's my report. That's what I have to report on. Good. What about you? Um, well, sort of as any things I've been reading. Uh, oh, man, Nate talked pretty. Not tonight. This is not bode well. Uh, mm-hmm. Things that I've been reading. Uh, just some comics. Uh, I read uh, okay. the Batman Who Laughs, which. Uh, okay. So the Batman who laughs is like, I, I forget with it, like dark night metal or something like that. They, there was this run where like they were doing like these different like Batman variants and, but they were like kind of like bad and evil. I don't, but then <laughs> oh, it was oh, like, okay, gotcha. like anyways, th- there's a whole story there that I'm not familiar with, but the Batman who laughs is basically, um, it's it's Batman versus the Batman who laughs and the Batman who laughs is like basically if Batman became the Joker. Um, okay. So in the Batman who laughs reality, he ended up killing the Joker and the Joker had this device implanted in his heart or whatever. And it released this, the Joker toxin to ba- basically so that when he died, his, the last thing would be like to, to corrupt Batman. And he's so he's yeah. he's he's Batman, just completely unchanged from any restraint or morals or and it's he's just an absolute psychopath. Um, it's a really interesting read. Um, that's what I will say. Uh, but it's not anything heavy. I, I read some variant stuff. There's a uh, it's called DC Max. Okay. and it's basically sort of a alternate universe Mexican thing. Batman. No, or DC Mech, rather. Yeah, M E C H. But it's like it's it's basically like sort of like Pacific Rim meets the DC universe, um, and so nice. it's kind of dumb. But we also know that I like dumb things, so it's like that, it's not. It sounds like a lot of fun, though. It, so. it is. Um, it's got kind of a cool style, and like, but basically, like they're all fighting apocalypse. Uh, or dark side and the armies of apocalypse. Um, okay. Cause that's the planet that dark side is from or no. Gotcha. Anyways, they're, they're fighting dark side and his, his parademons, mm-hmm. but the mm-hmm. parademons are huge. And so they have these giant robot suits to fight them in. And Superman is kind of, he's still a solar battery and he's probably like, he's super strong and super fast and all that. But his, he's got this like battle suit that, amplifies his power anyway dude 
like nice. He, he's he fights in a giant robot. They all fight in a giant robot. It's the Flash yeah. and Batman and Wonder Woman and Greenland. It's it's like it's just yeah. giant robots. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yay, nice. We we just go yay. Um, I I read another sort of like Batman variant. It's called Dark Knights of Steel, where it's like sort of a medieval high fantasy take on it. Um, but in yeah, and that that's. That one was pretty interesting. I didn't get all the way through it, um, but yeah. So I was reading a lot of like Batman stuff because I just I don't I don't read a lot of comics, but I like some of the Batman mm-hmm. runs and stuff. Anyways, uh, also there's this this series, uh, and it's the, this was the final volume. This is volume five, but it's called Once in Future, um, and that series has a really interesting premise. Well, I've talked about it before. Um, okay. okay. So the the basic premise is that all the old stories are kind of true, but because people don't believe them, they don't have any hold on reality. But then there's people who okay. start like finding things out, and it's it's kind of like weird, but and uh, yeah, it's it's a wild, just wild romp. Um, and it's it plays heavily with Arthurian legend. Um, and stuff like that. Nice. And like, nice. it, it actually sort of circles around the conflict between like six different versions of Arthur and Camelot and the, okay. yeah, it's, it, but it's also, it's about a family who's like, basically their job is to sort of stand in the gap and protect the, the, the sort of the mundane world from this stuff, sort of making incursion. It, it's a really interesting series. Um, I like it, but yeah, it's, it's not going to be for everybody. So anyways, yeah, but yeah, I've just been reading a lot of comics lately. Um, you know, that's kind of where I'm at as far as watching anything. It's one piece we're watching. Like, like that's the only thing that I'm watching, like with like any intentionality, like we're watching a bunch of like, sitcoms and just junk because we you know yeah that's where that's where we're at um as far as games i have dude it's it has been (laughs) i put so i put i i booted up chained echoes and i was playing it on my backbone for like 45 minutes the other night and that's the first time i've touched it in a minute um gotcha but it's 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 marvel snap and destiny 2 um (laughs) <laughs> it's gotcha i don't know we're we're getting towards the end of so lightfall drops for destiny 2 and in like a week and i okay. really like to i have a little bit of seasonal content that i, I kind of want to get through um nothing major like a, there's a couple things in the seasonal content that I want to do before the season ends. But then I also would like to beat the witch queen campaign before lightfall drops. Um, not that, saying that I'm going to oh. get to lightfall right away, but the witch queen campaign, like I'm, I'm already like two, three hours into it. So oh, we'll gotcha. see. Um, it's not supposed to be super long, but yeah. So, and, and even if I don't, it's not the end of the world. Like I said, I just kind of, it's something I'd like to do. 
but no, I haven't. It is your destiny to finish it. It is my destiny. I am. You, you could say it's foreordained. Um, mm. Mm. That, mm. I don't I feel weird about saying it that way. Um, <laughs> anyways, that has certain implica- implications. Um, but I haven't beaten anything. I haven't made any progress in anything. I haven't picked up any of my drafted games yet to, to sort mm. of rip through them. And in fact, uh, when the Metroid Prime remaster was shadow dropped, I think I I didn't buy it that day, but I did get it like a couple nice. days later, I think. Nice. And I don't have to take any points for that because I already own it on Wii U. Now I just have a version that I can Sweet. play. But yeah, so I'm still have at. You, have pos- you played through Prime before? Mm, I never beat it. So that's right. That's right. We've had this conversation. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah. Just for the the listeners in case I've never rehashed this, uh, if I didn't rehash it, I've never beaten prime. Uh, I got Metroid prime back on GameCube and I had it before I got it shortly after it came out and I was playing through it and I got deployed, um, to Iraq and I was probably within like Mm -hmm. a few hours of finishing the game. I think I had just, got like you know mild spoiler here for anybody who's listening so maybe skip ahead like 30 seconds a minute i had just gotten the like the the final suit upgrade like the the new armor or whatever and Mm -hmm. which is like towards the end of the game um Mm -hmm. so i was very close to the end of the game and uh but yeah then i got deployed so and i went to iraq and then when i came home i was like i have no idea what i'm doing and i didn't (laughs) i did not want to start it back up again um yeah makes sense but so yeah i mean my backlog score is still at positive three no changes i really would like to see those numbers go down i gotta drive those numbers down i gotta get those rookie numbers down um but yeah so we're talking about the backlog beat down and the the transition we just slide right into this it's time to talk Mm -hmm. about things that we think you should check out it's time for the plugs bit and like Mm. i said we're talking about the backlog beatdown the official app of the backlog beatdown is none other than the gg app it's a letterbox style app for your game collection uh you can do custom lists you can rate review games you can see what your friends are playing um Mm -hmm. if you're interested if you like the app you can support uh, the developer charles um you know he's a friend of ours we yeah we know him we like him uh we've had him on the show before so yeah um but if you're interested if you like what he does there that you can support him for five bucks a month or fifty dollars a year and you get more you get access to early builds you get more access to charles um you're part of the elite program so you get a uh a special role in his discord there's all sorts of like you know perks and benefits it's a great app it's got a lot of really cool functionality um and we think it's 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 a pretty neat little thing. So, you know, there's that. And other things that we like or think that you should throw money at, it's us. It's this podcast. Um, and basically, sort of if you've done the rating and review on your the podcatcher of choice, if you've shared, if you've cared, you've sort of done all those things, you've told your friends, and you're, you're looking for a way to sort of go a little bit above and beyond, we do have a Patreon, right? Uh, and we would just really encourage you to just sort of look at it as a tip jar, but a tip jar with benefits, a tip jar with perks. Uh, mm-hmm. For each episode, there's early and uncut access and a video feed. Um, 
there's also uh, an, a, an exclusive Patreon podcast called The Bro Hang. Um, and we try to sort of, we're, we're going to try to sort of do some more just Patreon exclusive events from time to time. Uh, yeah. We we just talked last episode about the uh, the the backlog draft, draft, the yeah. the patron draft that we're doing. So uh, there's some stuff there. You get and you get a special. There's a special channel in the Discord. You have a little bit more access to us. And uh, yeah, yeah, we th- we think we have fun uh, with, with those guys, and we're we're glad to sort of have them in there. Um, and mm-hmm. I just did want to take a minute. We haven't done this in a minute. I wanted to shout those guys out, all all of them. Um, so yeah. I just you know a little bit and this isn't the official shout out this is just sort of like uh you know like hey we really appreciate uh their contributions but uh you know mm-hmm. we've got micah gear solid you know mm-hmm. our buddy Wes the henshin dad paul the techno funk boy uh, i think those guys were pretty much with us right from the get-go so yeah. like they, they they real ogs and then you know we've had some other people hop on trash turkey he's been with us for a while um yeah. You know, uh Dorian, uh oh you're all the the all all you can eat ba- I I don't know what I'm I don't have a great nickname for him. Just like, you know, but Dorian all Radio he, you, you know what? He's got that radio base. He's got that radio th- that radio like his he got that that smooth like mm. NPR like yeah. Yeah. I I'm I'm going to I'm I'm just going to start calling him Radio, I think. Um Mm. that's a terrible nickname anyways um sorry sorry dorian but dorian's pretty rad he's been with us for a minute i mean yeah anyways uh but we got makozlo uh the judge eric bryant big chill Mm -hmm. porcho spike spike aka the other nate and now these guys have all sort of been with us for a a, a while the judge has been with us for a minute um Yeah. yeah yeah Uh, but uh, the other Nate, and now we we actually got a new new patron. Did you know this? Hey-o. Did you see I the? Did okay, see that yes. It's it's our buddy Mark Erickson, aka I have now dubbed him Mark the Merc. Um, hmm. You are Mark the Merc, where the other Mark is Mikozlo. So, there you anyways, go. but yeah, we wanted to sort of welcome mark to our fold officially and in public and then sort of just say hey we love these guys uh we are so glad um that they support us uh, and we just sort of want to say like they're an important part of the show um mm-hmm. we just kind of wanted to give them give them give them their flowers we we we're very grateful for you guys uh encouragement friendship and and your your kind contributions to, to yeah. this, this endeavor. So, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Always love hanging out when we're talking and, you know, our special channel in the discord and, or whatever, whatever it may be, uh, episodes we've had. You I, on. Yeah, I think more people should join just so Paul has to be nice to them. Um, <laughs> yeah, that list is growing. The people list is, is growing. He's contractually obligated to be nice to it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that being said, uh, speaking of Paul and our buddy, Wes, the Henshin dad, we, Ayo. alongside those two are proud members of the Playwell network. Uh, we're, mm-hmm. we're all podcasters of various scene, various scene, various, <laughs> um, shades and stripes. Uh, Wes mm-hmm. has the Henshin dad podcast, AKA, uh, or not AKA, but 
hence the the uh moniker yes man my words are <laughs> failing me this is not a problem i typically have uh i am getting probably a little sleepy so there's that um but i got west the henshin dad with the henshin dad podcast also retro nim uh you know so mm-hmm. he's got those you got paul the techno funk boy he has a ton of actual play content um mm-hmm. you know it, it's not an actual pwncast but he is uh he is on dice injury which is the only actual right. play podcast that That's i right. listen to with consistency so nice take nice. take your flowers there paul um <laughs> and in addition it's not a a pwncast um podcast per se or a pwn podcast per se but uh mm. you know I, i'll just sort of plug it in here real quick uh yeah i partnered up with logan sharp and we're we've started snapchatter and by the time you guys are listening to this i, I would say maybe even three episodes might be out um it's a it's a weekly yeah. podcast just sort of dedicated to talking about snap um marvel snap it's yeah we we love that game and we've been having fun we've made a couple episodes at this point in time already um it's been fun and uh, I think uh, if you guys are at all interested in that game, uh, check it out. Uh, I, I think we're gonna, you know, we're we're just getting started, and I think we're gonna, you know, hopefully you guys will like, like, like it. So yeah. mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. I like doing it. It's been fun. So yes, it is. It is a good time. I don't even play the game, and I've listened to those episodes, so it's it's a good time. Yeah, I enjoy it. Um. That being said, here's a word from one of them. Hey, Grandpa, I just can't wait to play GTA V online with my new PS5. Can you buy it for me for my birthday? Well, you know, when I was your age, I had all the time in the world for video games, but no money to buy new ones. That's how I was able to beat the classics, like The Legend of Zelda. Well, that's great, Grandpa. Nowadays, I I have all the money I need for games. In fact, they've never been easier and cheaper to buy. But son, your grandpa amassed an entire library of games that he's never played. And now that I'm old, I just don't have the time to play them all. Okay, Grandpa, I I think my squad's getting together, so I've got... That's why I listen to The Backlog Breakdown, a podcast about becoming a wise steward of your time while also enjoying video games. Whether it's detailing the strengths and pitfalls of specific games or encouraging you to take stock of your buying habits, The Backlog Breakdown helps me to get the most out of the games that I play. You know, uh, Christmas is still a few months away, so just forget that I They're even... also really good at being bad at brevity. Did you forget to take your meds this morning? And we're back. So tonight, Josh, um, you know, mm-hmm. we did have to sort, you know, uh, we, we, we sort of were batting some stuff around. And mm-hmm. we decided to take a few minutes tonight to talk about, and you, you brought up something that's a little timely, but the sort of the, the mo- uh, money and the funny kind of ratio mm-hmm. i made those Funny things money. rhyme and i have no idea why i'm losing <laughs> my mind as we speak love it but mm-hmm. we were sort of talking about the money and fun kind of ratio yeah in in and just like money how, like this this is not a cheap hobby 
in in right. most cases like uh video games can be very expensive i think it's a you know and, and sony has been charging 70 bucks and microsoft actually moved to 70 dollars for a lot of their games and a lot of these publisher mm-hmm. publishers have been moving towards a 70 dollar price point for brand new games yeah. and especially in a recession it's like something had to give the games have been like 60 mm-hmm. i i think they wanted that they were kind of hoping to make a little bit more money. And at this point in time, they're just sort of actually back to where they were before, you know, mm-hmm. especially when like eggs are like 12 bucks a dozen or whatever. Um, it's crazy. But mm-hmm. I think the, the, the sort of the, the, the pressing issue here and the pressing example is that uh, Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom rather has been announced mm-hmm. and a price point has been announced. And, their Nintendo is saying we're going to charge seventy bucks for this, and yep. there has been some consternation on the internet about uh, why is Tears of the Kingdom seventy dollars? You know, I know yeah. it's a huge surprise. It, you know, people on the internet have opinions about things. Yeah. Josh, yeah, the, the, the oh gosh, this is already going down a rabbit trail. I have seen on the internet people arguing that why is why is the Switch game seventy dollars? It's not even a current gen game, and I'm just like, Switch is current. Gen. It doesn't have the power of the other systems, but it's literally like a brand new game. Games are coming out. This is the current generation. It's not previous gen. The tech is old, but that doesn't matter. It's still this generation. Anyways, doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. What we're talking about is is the idea of, yeah, how much you pay for your games versus how much you get out of them. So, you know, we're, we say that it's a money to fun ratio. Really, you know, that fun is just kind of a catch-all term at this point. We talk about all the time about the experience that we have with our video games. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's not really fun. You know, there are those experiences, Hellblade, Senua Saga, um, or send you a sacrifice, excuse me. Uh, uh, why can't I think of it? They're remastering it. Uh, Silent Hill 2. Mm. Games where they're not really fun, but they're experiences. So, mm. okay, putting that aside, what we're talking about today is having these experiences, but then kind of evaluating, is it worth the money that we're spending on it? Um, but then, there, you know, yes, like you said, Video games are not a cheap hobby. There are ways to do it cheaply. You know, if you just buy inexpensive games, if you only buy stuff that's on sale, um, there's there's ways around it. You know, Facebook Marketplace and 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 Craigslist. If you if you were to get you know a, a Xbox 360 or original Xbox collection nowadays, it would probably be pretty cheap for the games that you can play. Um, but Kind of the conversation, you know, at least where we can start off, especially with um, with what we're talking about, the current events of the price hikes of some games going up. And, and now, I mean, this is kind of the dam breaking with Nintendo jumping on, because like you said, it has been this way for, you know, the, the um, PS5 and, and PlayStation Series X and stuff like that. Um, the, with Nintendo jumping on board, it seems inevitable, you know, that that a lot of developers, if if it's not kind of that mid-tier, are probably going to start charging 70. We already see that, that the Hogwarts Legacy is moving to that as well for the Switch edition. 
So with all that being said, where, how do we evaluate whether or not it's worth the money that we're paying, the games that we play? Um, and we've talked about a number of times, maybe not so much here recently, but in the past, we've talked about kind of quelling the hype train. The hype train can be fun. You know, it can mm -hmm. be it can be great to 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 just go along for the ride, but not being mastered by the new and shiny. Um, but at the same time, there may be some of those experiences that we are really looking forward to that we have budgeted for. Um, that, but you know, evaluating again, is it going to be worth it? Because sometimes it's a stab in the dark. Sometimes the newest games aren't that great after the after the hype dies down um but other times you know it, it may be that so case in point something like tears of the kingdom even though it's 70 dollars, i'm highly tempted to get that soon after its release because i really enjoy breath of the wild and this one looks great another case in point octopath traveler 2 uh the stuff that i've heard about this game is that it improves on the first game in a number of different ways. And the first game is in my top 10 games of all time. So um, it's, it's going to be difficult for me to, to decide to put it off. Of course, I can look at my backlog also and play a bunch of games from that before I go into it. Uh, so kind of the idea is, is how do we evaluate the value of the experience that we are assuming that we're going to get from some of these games so do you have any thoughts on what what games do you do, what games do you pay for and you know pay a premium for and what games do you usually go cheaply and what are some of the i guess i guess instead of just specifics what are some of the rules of thumb that you follow when you're building your collection your backlog well, and that's that's tough um mm -hmm. because even when I have rules, I don't always follow them. So yeah, much. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what I would say, and, and I, I tried to, uh, there's a lot of stuff that I don't buy nearly as much as I used to, which is surprising, yeah. especially yeah. since like I picked up 20 plus games last year. Um, mm. I used to buy a lot more. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I think it is important to sort of have, well, you brought up, so one thing I would say, like, identify the stuff that like you're super keen on, um, and yeah. that you're super interested mm -hmm. in. Like, I'll tell you what, uh, the dead space remake, I mm. am spidey senses all the tingle on that one yeah and i yeah. want to pick that up at some point in time and i i probably will and that that's mm -hmm. definitely like that was like a day one for me and i think the only thing that's actually sort of really paused even that is that uh i'm at plus three and i want to okay. before i'm adding anything else to that pile so the 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 beatdown is sort of doing what it's supposed to it's it's pumping yeah the brakes a little bit um but what I would say, and, and so to give you an, like, 
there's I've I've identified certain things, and I think last year one of the big ones for me was like uh, the Valkyrie Elysium. Yeah. Now that game turned out to not be that well. It it's it's not sort of like super critically received. Like it was kind of like mm-hmm. it's middling. Um, yeah. But I as soon as that thing was announced, I bought a digital and then a physical copy because like mm-hmm. that's the sort of thing that I just I knew that I wanted to support. Um, and it's mm-hmm. it's disappointing that it didn't do well but i think sort of i guess the first pro tip is like have like no like the the three or four games that are like hard locks like the 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 day ones um Mm -hmm. and sort of fill in everything else around that like yeah and i think this year is especially hard because there's a ton of like last year was difficult in and of itself. Yeah. Like I still want to get around to Elden Ring, you know? Um, right. Right. Xenoblade three for me, man. Yeah. yeah. The, and there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff that released last year. Um, that was pretty good. Um, yeah. So, and then this year is even like, it's looking to be even more loaded. So, <laughs> I think I think the the other thing though too is here. I I look at it, and so I have like the day ones where I'm like, no, like I am super pumped about this property. Uh, like yeah. I'm in because like, there there is going to be that stuff where it's like even like sight unseen, like and for me, Dead Space. I was I was holding out for that because it, like they're just a remake, and I like mm-hmm. if they pooped the bed on that one, I didn't want. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just didn't want it. Like, I was, I was not like remakes make me nervous because it's like sometimes. Yeah. And from what I'm, I'm hearing that like, this is the gold standard as far as like the remake. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. people are like, no, this is this is what a remake needs to be. So when I hear it compared to Resident Evil 2 remake, I'm like, oh shoot, okay. I've and heard people really, say and, it's better than Resident Evil 2 remake and dead space nowadays is much original dead space is much better than original resident evil 2 don't shoot me sorry those are my opinions like dead Dead space is the high watermark for survival horror in my opinion yeah um Mm -hmm. i I love resident evil 4 yeah it's a a different type of game it's much more like resident evil 4 than it would be 2 so so they're different types of games but but i'm just saying it holds up much much better it holds up really well so the remake it done really well. It's yeah, it's piqued my interest, and I'd, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you enjoyed Dead Space, but you're not like I'm. I'm a bit of a, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, yeah. I'm I, I I have some fixations there. I guess. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's one of my favorite games. So mm-hmm. there's that, but then I think too. So you identify like the 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 like these are the the day ones the primaries these are the big hits yeah and then i wish list a lot of stuff in like yeah on my playstation on my switch or whatever that i'm like mildly interested in and then when i get the email saying like hey this thing that you wish list is listed on sale like i have there are a lot of games that i look at it's all subjective this is the problem mm-hmm. um it's all subjective because there's there's going to be some people who just like 
I'm not paying $70 for a game. Yeah. And you're, you're free to do that. Um, mm-hmm. And if you wait, usually games do come down. So there is that. But like, right. to, to me, right. I think it's just like, no, like take the time to sort of like think about it and like think about what you think is a fair price for that game. And yeah. then wait for that price. Yeah. Um, but I think that's 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 a great rule of thumb because I would actually fall more into that camp of I typically never pick up games at full price. I've I have before. I think well, I was gonna say I think the last one that I did was um, Animal Crossing on Switch, but that was because my wife wanted to check it out. Also, if you remember the the craze that that was when that mm-hmm. first came out. Um, during the pandemic and and you see you see it all over the place and so when my wife showed some interest in it i was like oh yo why like <laughs> yo yeah. why i i don't know why i made like the borat like, borat however you say his stupid name but then i made him sound yeah. kind of like from new york like, yo wife <laughs> i know sorry it's, it's yeah terrible. yeah like this like i'm fa- <laughs> like this is like like this is going to be one of those episodes that people are like, no, Nate was breaking down on this one. Like you could just hear him like <laughs> starting to like, I get it mind. breaking down. Yeah. That's the podcast. No! Uh, anyways, I, uh, <laughs> that was not intentional. Stop it. <laughs> You're a dad now. It just happens unintentionally. You make these jokes all over the place. Um, but no. So, and actually this, this is probably a good segue into where I was, where I wanted to go with this is that, um, probably the last game that I picked up at full price was Shin Megami Tensei five, because I purchased the, you know, super special mm-hmm. edition at that. So not only was it full price, it was much more expensive than full price. Um, because I wanted, uh, because the, the series has shown me like it, it, it has tested. I trusted the developers to put out a good experience. I mm-hmm. was not disappointed. Um, that I think it's a fantastic game and, uh, yeah. So, so yes, you're always taking risk when you do something like that. Um, but I am typically someone who doesn't purchase brand new games because like you said, you wait a little bit and it generally goes down. That's not always the case. Something like Tears of the Kingdom is probably going to take quite a while unless you do some hacks in order to to lower that price digitally there's a hack where you can do that but um but i don't think the physical game is going to be uh, knocked down till at least black friday um at the at you know at the earliest in my mind cuz nintendo and because they know they can make tons they they they'll sell copies can um, we take a minute though to and and so since we're on tears of the kingdom hmm? some of the sort of like fear surrounding the $70 mm-hmm. decision like mm-hmm. and so many times like I, I ever since the price hike Sony first announced sort of the price hike you know mm-hmm. what, a couple years ago or whatever there's sort of been this like almost like complaint with like mm-hmm. why why are they charging more for these games and yeah. I listen, what I can say, like what I will say is like, if it's not worth that to you, that's fine. Then you don't need Mm -hmm. to buy it day one. Yeah. What I would say though, is I think like there is something about the, 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 the undervaluing 
of these properties and undervaluing the labor and and the work that goes behind them like these are huge creative teams hundreds of people working you know especially with the triple a stuff hundreds of people working on these um for years at a time there's a Mm -hmm. tremendous amount of money invested in sort of like you know turning these things up to 11 like polishing and dev test and it's like that costs money and i just kind of i i have to be honest i kind of resent this sort of this the angry knee jerk like i shouldn't have to pay 70 dollars for all this work and i'm like well mm-hmm. dude there's a lot of money put in this thing and here's what that like you know like a, a blu-ray dvd is like or Blu-ray DVD is different format, you know, and again, sort of like <laughs> yeah. Blu-ray disc, Blu-ray disc saying. I get is it. like 20 yeah. bucks maybe. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a two hour movie. And then sometimes you've got these games that are like 40 hours long and they're charging you 70 bucks. Well, if you, you take that like 20 bucks for like two and a half hours and you stretch mm-hmm. that out. Plus there's a lot more sort of involved in the development and the cultivation of all that. Like, I think 60, 70 bucks is a re- reasonable ask for the the general, like even if you're getting 20 freaking hours out of this thing or 30 hours, like mm. it's a reasonable ask because it is a substantially deeper experience. You know, mm. um, and again, the price point is subjective. And I think as long as you understand that, that like how you value it is going to be different than how I value it and how Josh values Mm -hmm. it and how anybody else values it. But I think the biggest thing is think about what the price point is for you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great place to, to kind of say that is a great conclusion. Um, because I would say that the 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 pushback, and I'm of two minds of this, okay? And again, as someone who who typically doesn't buy new games, so it doesn't necessarily affect me that much. Um, but on the one hand, I think it yes, you're you're getting some value out of most games, most some some cheaper games, or some excuse me, some games that are over very quickly may not be worth their their asking price. okay. But that that's always the case. There's always garbage that's put out and, and it's way overpriced. Okay. So that aside, I would say the the counter argument though is you know, with with these games, you know, isn't it worth much, much more? Yes, but that's not taking into economies of scale. Um, that video games, very good video games, typically sell a lot more nowadays than they ever have. So they have much more, much higher profit margins. Um, and I mean, if, if there are development teams that are banking everything on a single game, well, sorry, that's not the consumer's fault that you took that risk. Um, it's, it's not on, it's not on me. Um, so I, I think, I think it's a little, it, it, you're not considering everything if you're saying, well, they deserve 70 instead of 60. Okay. But if you're selling 20 million copies at 60, that's way better than than you know five million at seventy. So there's there's economies of scale in this as well in terms of what the d- 
development team or whoever, publisher, whoever, whoever is actually creating this game and owns the rights to it are actually making at the end of the day. So I think that's kind of the counter argument to this. So in general, I don't like the bump of the $10. I don't because I don't like spending that much um, typically. However, I think if there was any game to warrant that, it's The Legend of Zelda. Uh, you know, it's like if they did that for Breath of the Wild, as much as, again, like I don't like that, totally worth it. Like, like if, if there was ever a game that was worth that much, you know, if they asked that for Elden Ring, that probably would be worth it as well. You know, these big expansive experiences, because it's not only the time investment, and, and this is actually another conversation that I think we can go to. Um, time investment is one thing, but even just the richness of that time investment as well. Because you can play a 60-hour JRPG and do the same thing for 40 hours. Sorry, I love JRPGs, but sometimes they drag on. You know, there's, there are games yeah. with just lots of filler. And, that, and that's a modern thing too. Even with open world games, there's a lot of filler. Whereas there are certain games that, are not it doesn't feel like for me breath of the wild did not feel like filler it felt expansive adventurous all these things so i think they're doing it for tears of the kingdom as much as i don't like what they're doing if there was ever a game that warranted it yeah that's like it's fair <laughs> and and i think it's worth it i i so, guess i just it's it, it's sort of and again, I, I just come back to it. I'm like, it, it's all subjective. But, yeah. you know, there have been shorter games that, like, here's, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I think, like, when it comes down to the time, sort of like the, 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 the proposition of, like, time investment or time enjoyed or whatever for, per mm -hmm. dollar, I think that's a really bad metric. Um, mm -hmm. but you hit on something that I actually like the richness of the world is mm -hmm. like, and, and the, the, the richness of that experience and the richness of that story. Um, my favorite, my favorite game of all time is shadow of the Colossus. Mm -hmm. When that remaster came out for, uh, PS4 and I can't remember what the price point was, but I got like the fancy you know physical edition with like the the art book yeah. and everything else and i think that yeah. was probably a little bit more than the standard fare and i, I don't know i am pretty sure it was like 60 bucks at least um and i probably paid a little yeah. bit more than that and again if somebody was like hey like i'm not gonna go hog wild i'm not gonna pay like 130 bucks for that but mm. i think that that game like i gladly pay 75 80 bucks for for like because and and this is sort of what i come down to and again you you have to quantify it like be savvy be shrewd also don't be afraid to throw your money behind the things that you love like i i think sometimes too we forget that especially like the money up front is an indicator of like that like those sales actually communicate to the company like hey mm -hmm. more of this thing yeah. Um, one of the reasons I like, one of the reasons I like, I look at Valkyrie Elysium, a game, which by all accounts is not supposed to be any good. I do mm -hmm. regret spending the money that I spent on it. However, 
like if that communicates to Square Enix, do more of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and I actually get like a good Valkyrie profile game out of that. Like that's money well spent, you know, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So it's just kind of like, it, it is a bit of a crapshoot. It's, I think like, right. The, you have to sort of like, what, what am I like looking for? You know, and so like I'll, I'll uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I think it like it's for the amount of time that people are going. Like I know people who are still playing Breath of the Wild, like <laughs> have hundreds of hours into that game. Yeah, I did not. You know, I sort of mm-hmm. whatever. I for, I forget where I ended up on that, but it's like I played through it. I did the exploits and I, you know, and ripped through it and yeah. beat it. I had a good time with it. But like, and even as somebody who's like a little more lukewarm, I'm like, yeah, Tears of the Kingdom is obviously like worth 70 bucks, um, especially with, so it's just, it's just tough because I think there, there are more, if you're sort of looking at it and saying like, I think like when we were younger, right, when you and I were both younger, mm-hmm. Like the 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 price per hour thing was huge. Like, and I think that's both yeah. probably like why we like JRPGs, because like mm-hmm. you could plop down 50, 60 bucks on a JRPG, and you'd be playing it for one hundred and fifty hours sometimes. You know, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, that was important at that point in time. Yeah, but I think as I've sort of gotten a little older and as I've matured, you you know the way that. I'm just like, I I think the the way that I interact and even what I'm looking for is different. Um, Yes. And I think the, the other thing too is like, I, you, you look at sort of all the models that are popping up now, like the subscription based sort of gameplay stuff, the free to plays with the microtransactions and all the battle passes and all that other stuff. And I look at that and those add new questions. And it's like, I'm, and I'm not trying to sound like, oh, you know, multi-billion dollar company needs, needs my dollars, but in a way they sort of do. And I, I guess I'm just like, don't undervalue the, the entertainment that you, you consume just because you, you know, and I'm going to say because you want to be cheap and I'm not talking to you specifically. I'm just saying as a general rule, it's like, Hey, if you're not willing to pay, it, you're not willing to play it, pay it. But then also don't grouse about the prices. Like you don't be yeah. happy. You don't have to be happy about them, but it's like, you know, there is that sort of exchange where, you know, manufacturer, producer, you know, whatever says, Hey, mm-hmm. this is what we want to, I don't know. I, I I just kind of look at it and it's like, it's just such a hard topic, but I think there are easy traps to fall into and like saying like, yeah, I'm going to buy this, this giant bloated mess of a game like Assassin's Creed and I'm going to pay 60 bucks for it and I'm going to play it for 250 hours or whatever. I don't know. Like to mm-hmm. me, that's not worth it. Like, you, mm-hmm. you know, to me, Assassin's Creed is like a $20 pickup. If that, you know, yeah. So, yeah. I just there there are metrics that I think it's it's easy to fall into the trap of using these as comparison points. But and and I think and again for everybody it's going to be different. But for me, it it is this question of like, 
how much enjoyment do do I think I'm going to extract from this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and so the, the kind of the final thought that I had, or and even kind of what what had first come to mind, what was so interesting to me as I was kicking around this idea is how much I've changed. Okay, since even we've started the podcast, um, things like the beatdown that have helped kept my uh, keep my acquisitions in check, um, constantly being reminded, you know, having my Excel sheet of all my games, constantly being reminded that I have all these other games to play. So all that can factor in here. The fact that I'm getting older, um, and I recognize now I have more, uh, I have less time to play, and I have so much, uh, like, I'm thinking in terms of time investment, not yeah. only not only money investment as not, you know, can I play this game for 120 hours, but can I beat this game in 12, you know? <laughs> like it, it's a, it my values have changed to the point where I am much more comfortable spending more money on the experiences that I really want and really enjoy as opposed to accumulating a ton of really cheap games, if well, that makes sense. And I think even sort of that, that yeah, no, absolutely. You, you're embracing a quality over quantity sort of yes. mindset, yeah. which yeah. is healthy here. I think too, the other thing is like, and something you hit on is like, sort of like looking for like the, the, the 12, like the game that I can actually sit down and play through. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes the game that respects my time sort of like gives me the a good story sort of gets me in and out and around 20 15 to 20 ish hours like sometimes that's worth the price of admission for me just because i know i'm not going to be like like right now like listen right now i am deep in like the destiny 2 like loop like i'm just like yeah like which Mm -hmm. that game is nothing but like demands time like it's like hey play me um and don't you (laughs) while your son does the same thing (laughs) don't do anything else you you just play me um and and i'm enjoying that right now right um Mm -hmm. the 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 12 10 the you know however like but the shorter you know tightly crafted story is just as valuable to me financially even there like and again like i brought up shadow of the colossus and the point that i was trying to make there the shadow of the colossus game is not super long like Mm -hmm. i i don't know what how long to beat has it as but it's not long i think you could probably i think a speed run you can beat that game in under four hours if you're ripping through it um, yeah, I, I would think it's like twelve or ten to twelve. Well, you know, I could be wrong. I could just Google it, and we could actually find out. <laughs> oh, so. this is seven for main story. Okay, yeah, that's that's shorter than I, I thought. For some reason, it felt longer. Yeah, cool. it's it's not a a super heavy game, but I think it's dense. Huh? And so, like, yeah, like mm-hmm. I said, like you know, it's it's. <sighs> And again, it's it's that quality of experience and saying like, do I have yeah. time for this? And like, frankly, I'm at a point in my life where I actually appreciate this sort of like the tighter design 
Yes. That like sort of like respects my time and lets me get in and out. Like I, yeah. I want to play Death Stranding soon. Mm-hmm. I want to play like Ghost of Tsushima, but like these are yeah. bulky games. They're big and they, yeah. they require substantial amounts of my time that Destiny 2 has already <laughs> laid claim to. Um, mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Well, and I'll give you an example too, like something that seems like maybe it, it's a little like low tech kind of deal, but like the Chained Echoes game, what I played so far, like I think I paid like 30, 40 bucks for it or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Like, dude, what I played so far, man, like that love letter to the the JR, the Pixar JRPGs, like, man, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd, I'd fling 60 bucks at something like that. Like, yeah. And it, and again, so yeah. it's, it's also, the 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 most critical piece of information or advice is like and and I started out with this and I probably could have just ended with this is just think about its value to you don't sort mm-hmm. of knee jerk reaction react to this mm-hmm. stuff but rather if you don't think a game's worth 60 70 dollars that's fine but mm-hmm. have the price point that's that's worth and and I think too like the the other thing is you don't need to play everything there's right. a ton right. of crap coming out. And yeah. yeah, you don't need to play it all. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's the thing that I've come to accept as I've gotten older, too, is there are games that I really want to play. The standouts, again, like we mentioned, Elden Ring, Xenoblade 3. Uh, Triangle Strategy was on there, but now that Octopath 2 is coming out, that one's falling by the wayside. But But these games, I mean friggin chained echoes like you're talking about are these games that i really want to play but i also recognize you know the place that that games have in my life the time that i'm able to to spend with games and my massive backlog of games that Mm -hmm. i really want to get to that i already own that i don't want to continue accumulating so it kind of coalesces in all these things but in terms of it it's funny through this whole conversation you know we, we started off talking about this idea of a fun to money ratio i think time also has to be thrown in there in that ratio somewhere and then this big thing that we've kind of well i was going to say that we danced around but we haven't we we addressed it as well is this idea of quality because there are to be fair there are things that long games can do that short games cannot character building in in particular you know that's one of the things that i love about big jrpgs is that they can really dig in they cement these characters in your mind through their different interactions if the game's done well and and your Um, sort of prolonged exposure to them as well right right exactly exactly so so they become more memorable i think of something like final fantasy 6 where it has this huge cast but most of the cast a good 75 percent of the cast i think the characterization is done really well because you get this time with all these different characters and you see even the the little things that they do um that that speaks so much to who those characters are so things like that um that you can't have in a four-hour experience however the flip side of that is you know, a two-hour experience like uh, um, Edith Finch, mm. you know, is is dense in, like, the, there's so much detail put into this two-hour experience that makes you want to go back to it. Uh, but that also tells a really good story in two hours. So, yes, there's a lot of things to consider. 
the idea of of the, really it's it's value and and how much you want to pay um it really determines on on what you are valuing at the moment and as i've gotten older where i where i want i'm seeing i'm leaning more towards this idea and actually in a bunch of different areas of my life but video games happen to be one of those area is that i am going for quality over quantity like you mentioned um really going for the things and being more intentional and if i'm intentional then being willing to spend more on less games um th- which b- pretty much ends up equaling out about the same amount of money that i'm spending instead of buying 6 10 dollar games that are middling ma- with maybe one good game spending that 60 or 70 in this case on a single great game so yeah. that's that's where I'm falling, and that's where I see, which again is is alien to me. It's I typically this is not the way, and but that's how I got my backlog <laughs> was buying really cheap games that I may or may not ever get around to. Yeah. Some games I I do really want to play, um, but now as I'm getting older, to continue, I really need a good reason to put it in the backlog if I want to pick up a new game, and. So help me, Octopath Two and Tears of the Kingdom are are seem like they have some really good reasons. So we'll see. And I th- I think that's the like you know the sort of the 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 through line here the the common thread is that think about it, think through it, not yeah. just think about it, but think through it, um, and ask the mm-hmm. questions. Like everybody's fun to to money sort of like ratio or formula is going to be different. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, uh, throughout this conversation, maybe there's been some stuff in here that like, Hey, sort of, you know, gets you to ask some questions. Cause at the end of the day, you know, that's, that's kind of, I think asking why we play and how we play is, Mm is important. And yeah. Especially in 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 an economy where you know your your dollars are not stretching as far, yeah. I think there's wisdom in trying to be a little more investing in the best things. Yeah, investing in the best things. That's that's catchy. It's kind of like rolls off the tongue. It's like a little invest in the best. Invest in the best, but (laughs) yeah. And and again, like I said, that, that that's more of a subjective sort of value measurement or you know value assessment but yeah yeah i mean so i'm curious to hear you know we've thrown out some of our ideas on how we determine the value of these games but i'd be curious to hear what are your criteria for picking up new games you know and and have you been intentional about it or you have you just been riding the hype train because i understand i understand i get it i that's again i have a huge backlog those are primarily picked up on sales, but still, the part of that has to do with the hype. But I would love to hear you listener, listeners, let me know how you determine that value. There's tons of ways you can get a hold of us. Our email address is thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at bbdowncast. Uh, we have an instagram.com slash thebacklogbreakdown. Facebook group is the hashtag backlogbookclub. Discord link where we like hanging out uh, all the time. Link for that is in the show notes here. Um, and, and then if you want to get personal, I generally go by Broccolope anywhere on the internet. And Nate goes by Nate 
underscore McKeever. Yeah, but man. before we really sort of like land this plane, we have a few forms that need to be observed on our way sort of it's out true. the door here. Any shout outs? So, yes, yes, we do have some shout outs because uh, our community, I feel like we've got a nice, I mean, we've always had a good community of people who are willing to talk, but man, it's, it's gotten to the point where it's hard for me to keep up. <laughs> it's, it, Which it I is love. getting. And it can to get be frustrating. A little overwhelming, which is not a bad problem to have. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Um, so one of the standouts for me, and this is just because of the special kind of nerd that I am, uh, a music nerd as well, is that I was hanging out in the That's My Jam channel on Discord with a couple other guys, particularly Porcho and Spike because we were talking about some of my favorite bands, Coheed and Cambria, and we were talking about some of their favorite bands. Turns out we all like this this proggy kind of rock, uh, you know, the progressive-inspired music. And so that was so much fun to kick those around and then hear Spike's reactions as he's listening to some of these albums um, and then recommending other bands like Carnival and and stuff like that. So. That that was really cool because generally we use that channel for more like video game music, mm-hmm. but to kind of go down that route of of uh, admittedly like more niche music, not just not just pop. Um, it was cool. It was a lot of fun. So thank you guys for the good times and for the recommendations as well. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Um, for me, there was a conversation and I can't remember what channel or what thread it happened in, but, uh, there was a conversation about social media and, uh, the the primary sort of participants were, uh, KJVO, uh, Spike Mm -hmm. and Mikoslo. And, uh, you know, I, I waded into that for a little bit and that sort of, uh, you know, cause that's, that's kind of my wheelhouse. Um, and we're Mm -hmm. just talking about value and, and I think there were some interesting points brought up um yeah yeah that yeah it's good you know it was it was just a it was a it was a fun little sort of conversation and i appreciated it but um mm-hmm. so moving right along here we uh we yes. talk about personal challenges every once in a while um mm-hmm. full disclosure uh having the covid and everything else zero journaling was done zero absolutely zero um absolutely zero none and so going forward like the sort of what what my next challenge is i just i'm i'm serious like i just want to start freaking journaling again man like yeah so i just i, I want to get back on that train but how about you man yeah the, so, um i i was large see i don't have the excuse of covid um sure i can make excuses oh my wife was sick and so i had more stuff to do around the house I could make excuses, but I did not do nearly as well as um, as I want to. Um, the The problem is actually carving out specific time. Mm. Like if I want, if if I really want this, if I really want to challenge myself to something, then I need to take steps to do it and not just do it when I have free time, because uh, then it never gets done. Uh, you know, actually make it a priority in my life, and so. Um, I I did hit a little bit of the practicing the memorization, and again these are these are verses that I'm really familiar with anyway. So I know it would be really simple if I just consistently put in a little bit of time um, throughout the week. But so that said, 
like I vaguely have the verses memorized, but I don't have it word for word. It, and and specifically like in the order with the correct number, like everything down pat, I don't have it. So, you know, like 50% of the way there, I would say, um, which is not, it's not where I wanted to be because it's such a simple challenge. <laughs> yeah. And if I would just, if I would just be consistent, then I could do it. So, um, so since you are continuing with that journal, I'm going to continue with this as well. Sorry, uh, that I failed. I failed you once again. Um, but and if we're being next- honest, it won't be the last time. <laughs> it won't be the last time you failed me. Uh, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I like that. So, um, cool. Then we will continue on. But before we sign off for the evening, we do have one final question, and that is, What is your quest? Sean, mm. what is your question? Because you guys have questions for us, those hard-hitting questions where you really peer into our soul and we dive deep into the things that you guys want to know, the best questions that we get from our listeners. And this week, it comes from none other than the 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 porch down under, the upside down porch himself. I, I don't know. That was that was a little weird. Sorry about that, Nick. But Porcho asks us this. This was the, the favorite question over the past week. Um, and it would it would have been much better if I actually had the question pulled up. Dang it. I, I got it. I got it. Okay. So oh, you got it. Okay. I he, have it. he posts this. He's like, okay, got a hypothetical. It's a tough one. First mm-hmm. choice. After every 10 words, you make a very audible quacking sound. There's no way around it. Your brain just lets it right out of your mouth. Right. Second choice. If you find anything even slightly amusing, you outrageously right. laugh for 10 seconds like Titus in the famous scene right. from Final Fantasy X. You're, you're really messing with my vibe here, dude. Um, right. And he included a, a, a reference here that I, I feel like might be useful. Mm-hmm. Also, it's Titus. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, Oh, mm. even understanding the context, it still makes me cringe. So, so I, I'm assuming that the, the quacking has set in for you. It, it absolutely has to be the quacking for me because that is just too insufferable for me to continue laughing like that. At least if there's that weren't I could explain the quacking as as some sort of a tick or something like that, but the laughing is just absolutely insufferable. You're the worst. Um, I'm actually like, listen, there are lots of really stupid laughs out there. Um, true. so why not just add one more to the mix without no. sounding like a complete degenerate and quacking Anytime all the time you find anything mildly amusing. 
I have a, a pretty now my my laugh has sort of like really tuned down, but when I was younger, I had a really wild laugh. Um nice. So yeah, I'm like just like that weird put like if that was my laugh where I just like ah, ha, 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 ha. okay. I I'd be all right. I I knew a guy who who had like the <laughs> and uh, nice. What is that like a goofy laugh? Yeah, kind of like the the goofy and and then yeah, but yeah, and he was a great dude. And uh, one time mm-hmm. there were a bunch of us like kind of picking on his laugh, and he called us a not very nice name, and then laughed. Um, <laughs> classic <laughs> so which made it so much better but uh, yeah man now i'm 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 gonna go with the laugh because like uh you if you're quacking um who knows like maybe some the ducks are not very nice to begin with and so it might like if you're ever around ducks like they might take it as a challenge mm, like and that's they, true then you gotta deal with some angry ducks and like I'm, I'm not west the duck whisperer yeah so ah ah you 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 make a compelling case but still i i don't think i would have that very many friends you know no one would want to be around me if anytime i found anything mildly amusing i already have trouble laughing at inappropriate times okay uh if my if that was my laugh and it was that loud and obnoxious no i'm i'm sorry no one no and, and if that was the case for you too i don't know how much longer this podcast would last because Dude, yeah. honestly, it, if you were kind quacking of only like works every ten seconds, like we would not be <laughs> podcasting, bro. I, I yeah, love you, man, true. but like, nah, man. <laughs> but no, what if I edited it out in posts? Oh, dude. every single quack. <laughs> that's that's fine, but we still have to get through the conversation. That's true. Speaking of that's getting true. through the conversation, I think Hey-o. it's time to land the plane, man. I'm good point. I'm really I'm I'm starting to fight it and I gotta be up soon. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Not, okay. well, not like, but I I I gotta get to bed. So uh, it's been it has been a night. And Josh God, let's make like Titus and vanish out of here. Fight sin and then vanish. His name again. Titus. But yeah. All right, man. Now that being said, we have done the thing. Uh, mm-hmm. We set out to mm-hmm. do whether it was done well or not is up to the listener. Um, that's their subject. That it's another thing that they can have a subjective take on. Um, yeah, practicing having the cultivating subjective takes. Uh, but like we've done our thing, and then uh, until next time, what should they do? Huh? Nice. Keep beating down your backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. <laughs> 